Welcome to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, founder of Expansive CEO and X Squared Wealth Planning. Buckle in as we explore how to create true prosperity and build a business and a life that expands beyond yourself and makes a dent in the universe. Welcome, everyone, to this super juicy uh, conversation here on the Expansive CEO podcast. I am your host, Hannah Chapman, and today I have a super special guest, Sloan, and she is a transformational business coach. And she now, you know, you'll hear about her whole story in a minute here, but today she leads powerful women to their fullest self-expression and power, supporting them in creating success on a legacy level. And most importantly, walking the path of feeling good consistently. I want to emphasize that, that we're building success on a legacy level while feeling good consistently. So as a catalyst to her clients, highest potential Sloan facilitates transformational peak experiences and retreats around the world and works with amazing leaders. So Sloan, please introduce yourself and tell us more about you. Thank you, Hannah. I'm so happy to be here with you. Really excited for our conversation. And, um, you know, I wasn't always in this place. I actually started off in 2014, I was an attorney and I had just invested $100,000 with a mentor to help me grow my law firm. And at one of his conferences, he says, I want you to envision the highest version of your life. What does that include? Well, first and most important, recently divorced, I want to have a crazy close relationship with my four-year-old daughter, Colette. Second, at that time, I'm, I was living like the world is my playground and I want to be surrounded by a group of friends who do the same. And then third, I deeply desire to have a partner where we can live and grow and travel together. Four years later, I'm at a private beach resort in Mexico with the new love of my life. We met on a hot summer night in Zambia and now we live together. Colette loves him and I love him. And we're there together with a group of friends who have been traveling the world with us. So we're outside having dinner in this paradise under a straw thatched roof. When I start having this crazy out of body experience, I consciously created all of this, but I don't feel like I belong here. I'm not actually having fun. I don't have the close relationship that I want with Colette. And when I go home from this experience, I'm hosting a policies and procedures retreat for attorneys that I know isn't the work I'm here to do. The next morning, my guy and I get into this huge argument again, and it's the same argument we've had a million different times. And in his frustration, he looks at me and he says, Sloan, we can't keep going on like this. Why don't we just get married? And I was like, are you kidding? I want to get married again, but not like this. When we part ways, I decided to bring my life to a screeching halt. I cancel all my travels. I ask my friends for space and I grieve the loss of my relationship. And with the help of mentors, I start looking at myself and the truth of who I was being for the first time in my life. I'm alone creating a relationship with myself. And I start asking myself questions like, 
Sloan, if you forget about what you think will make you happy, what actually makes you happy? I start taking myself on dates to the beach, focusing on Colette instead of traveling through Europe and going to Burning Man with my ex and all my friends this summer, I take Colette to Malaysia where we spend lazy days in the ocean and going down the water slide. And one night I'm giving her a bath, gently washing her hair, me, not a nanny. I'm finally being the mom I always wanted to be. And when I went home from that experience, I took a big leap. And instead of the policies and procedures retreat for attorneys, I rented an estate and invited a bunch of women to a retreat that's focused on aligning to their highest potential and no one shows up. So my mentor and I spent the weekend there. And then three months later, I did it again. I rented the estate. I invited the women and this time four women came. So today, as you mentioned, I host retreats around the world guiding powerful women on everything from healing from burnout to truly stepping into their greatness in this life. And after all of this, here is what I know. We are meant to be feeling good in this moment. We are meant to be experiencing pleasure in our lives and our relationships and the creativity and the pleasure of our careers. We're really meant to be experiencing more pleasure all around. And I'm not talking about the kind of pleasure that I was seeking in my life before that's, you know, things outside of me. I'm talking about the kind of pleasure that comes from within. I'm actually talking about a state of being. And it's from that place that you really fulfill your highest potential and your deepest desires in this life. Mm. Oh, okay. You, like goosebumps. Um, like my heart felt all of that, all of that. Thank you so much for sharing mm -hmm. that story. It's so powerful. So tell me you were an attorney and then what happened? I was right. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you not just like started having these retreats, like you sold your law firm, right? I did. I started having the retreats pretty much right after I sold the firm. And I, even when I was a lawyer, I had started coaching my legal clients. So I, as I was building my business, I started telling my clients, Hey, I can actually help you with a lot more than your legal work. I can help you with mindset, profitability, your team, your strategy, just everything. And I started offering my clients for $99 a month, unlimited phone and email access to me. And so I really developed a mastery in coaching and in business consulting mindset, you know, touching on your, your life and your purpose and your desires, but more of that was to come through this life transformation. Um, but I knew after I started doing that work that I had a much deeper purpose in guiding and supporting and, um, eventually sold the firm so I could focus full-time on that. Mm, okay. So let's, yeah, let's dig in there because this topic today, um, that we're talking about, you know, what we, what we both feel really strongly about is that, you know, there's, there's kind of this, um, misconception about manifesting and creating the life that you desire. So what we, what we had talked about was what you're getting wrong 
about manifesting and what it means to be the creator of your lived experience. And so the story that you just shared, that whole journey, right? There are actually several things that I like really want to pull um, apart in there. And I want to hear your take on that. What does that mean? What does that mean when, you know, we hear the word manifesting over and over and over? What does that actually mean to you? And what does it mean then to be the creator of your lived experience? I love that question. You know, I think I could probably do a talk on how to do manifesting the wrong way that would begin with the story I just presented, because, you know, I had this idea and and all of those experiences of like, if I could just get this, I'm going to be happy. I need to create this in my life. And actually I was quite good at doing that. I made those things happen. It's just the missing piece in that story was I was sacrificing myself along the way thinking, oh, well, it's okay that this is happening or it's actually, I'll just ignore that. I'm not enjoying this aspect of my relationship because I know what I want is to have this kind of relationship and travel the world and do these things. So what I would say about manifesting is that is a real paradigm shift for most people. And it for sure was for me is that manifesting isn't about getting things Manifesting is actually about your alignment with life. Mm. And when you reorient yourself, that this isn't about trying to get something or get somewhere other than where you are right now, this is actually about alignment. That's when the pieces of your life really start to come into focus. Things come into your world with a lot more ease. And then either you're experiencing the things that you truly desired or something better. Hmm. Yeah, the the thing that's really like so close to my heart is the alignment piece, right? I speak about that a lot as well through that process of, I call it discovery and alignment and that leads to expansion. And what you're saying right now, like that's actually like um, pinging in my brain is like, oh, that is a manifestation strategy. I, like, I didn't actually ever like, um, think of it in that way, but that's what it is, right? Is that, oh yeah, like these are the things we want to create. We do, you know, we do have desires and passions and, um, you know, want to have an impact in the world and, you know, want to be a certain way in the world. And then it's the alignment, the alignment piece is what actually causes that to happen when you're moving yes. in aligned action. That's what, that's expansion happens. Growth happens because you are moving in alignment. Yes. I love the way you just brought that up is we have these desires and then the choices we make about how we move forward is what determines whether there's expansion because oftentimes, maybe all the time, those feelings of desires are usually, you know, from our highest self, from your inner guidance, your inner being, those desires are usually often or always something outside of the known, something that might feel uncomfortable to go towards. And it's really easy. And a lot of people on the planet currently are choosing to just kind of push it aside or ignore it or make it wrong or whatever. And there are some people like you and like me, and like, I'm sure the people listening to this podcast where we choose something else, we choose to say, 
I'm going to pursue that and follow it. And the faster that we can get into awareness of what those desires are inside and then take action towards them, the faster we expand, the faster life moves. And I don't mean faster necessarily like the experience. I'm talking about the shifts and the leaps into closer and closer to more freedom, to fulfilling our deepest desires, to the things we really want to be experiencing on a next level. Mm, Yes. Yes. So tell me um, about a story that you have that relates to this. I think, you know, we can, um, this is the other thing that can happen is we can, we can be so high level with it, right. That it can start to feel like, okay, what, but how do I do it? (laughs) What, what's the, what's the actual, you know, things, the process, um, to practice. Cause I also believe that there, uh, it's a, it's a muscle Mm -hmm. in a way, right. It's a spiritual muscle that to, to, to do it and to, um, integrate into your being, right. Like I am this, I want to, you know, not just, I want to be this, I am, I am this woman that moves through the world in this way. Yes. I I love that. Let's talk tangible. So let me just start with this idea, which to me, the end point, maybe the end isn't the right word to me, the experience of being in alignment of being in the height of manifestation is actually an experience of being in the unknown and being super focused in the present moment, like having your attention in the present moment. And it is in that place where in right now, and I don't, I'm not hooked into how things have to turn out or when it needs to happen or all those kind of things we try to do to stay, stay safe. It's in the present moment where I have the most power to make the choice. So the best analogy that I have that is, it's a little different than what you were asking, but I think this is going to be really helpful. The way I think of manifestation is kind of like being a queen. So imagine being an actual queen of a kingdom. And I like to imagine it in the the old days when there were, you know, queens and actual kingdoms. And it was really like they were leading the land. And as the queen, you are number one there for your people. Like you're as aware that you're in your place because of the people and the love they have for you and the support they have for you as much as you are the the leader, the ruler. So there's this already connection between you and the people. And, and from that place, from that place of service and love, you're making decisions about the best path forward. So let's say as the queen, you say, I've decided we're going to create a moat around the town for safety, for protection, for future going forward. You put the decree out to your people and you know, in your heart of hearts, the word has gone out and this is happening and it's happening. You don't sit around fretting in the background of like, when's it going to happen? And what should I do? And do, who do I need to talk to about? Are they going to do it right? You're just like, this is happening. You also know that because it depends on a lot of people, there's your court, there's the people underneath them, there's the actual workers, you know, hundreds of people, let's say, are going to be working on the creation of this moat for your town, that it might turn out a little differently than you had envisioned in your head. There are a bunch of 
people involved, you're not going to concern yourself with the minutia of this, but you're knowing in yourself and your soul and your heart, this is in process of happening and um, you're allowing it. And I think taking this energy into our creations, our manifestations into our lives is a really beautiful analogy of what it's like to believe and trust and know that something's happening or even better than I thought um, in some way better than I thought in some circumstance better than I had imagined and to um, trust life, to, which is also trusting yourself um, while you actually take action on it being carried out. So in our analogy, you might need to consult along the way, like, do we want a moat around the entire town and every single person that was involved? Or are we just talking like the main town that's all clustered together here? And I could go on and on with this analogy, but I think you're knowing it's a, a way of faith and belief and knowing that the queen would have that actually is what's required for manifestation. And it's also not fixed or rigid on the result. Mm. So it's the, the, the vision, like she's cast the vision. Mm -hmm. I want to vote around the town. She's cast the vision and she has let go of the how she's like, not saying like, okay, so I'm gonna have to go get an engineering degree. I'm gonna have to go get like a water science degree. And I have to like do an ecological study uh, to make sure <laughs> that we're not, you know, taking away any habitat from any endangered species. She's gonna trust that the people who know all of those things will be there to support her because she is the queen. Yes, and she's gonna put the pieces into action. So Maybe in this example, she needs to say, we need to hire the specialist on moat creation and I want you to do this. And it is actually quite important that by the summer we have this in place because last summer we experienced some, some difficulty. And along the way, these advisors might come back, which in our analogy is life might come back and say, you know, your highness, we have explored everything about the moat and actually because of X, Y, Z, it's looking like it might make more sense for us to put those spikes up in the land, you know, in the movies where you see those old wood spikes to protect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We might be better off with those than the moat because of it gets very dry here and we're not sure about the water situation or something. And it's, it's in this knowing and in this faith that we're able to flow with life and the circumstances that inevitably come in and almost always change the idea, the belief, wherever we started, you know, in, in reality, when we future project, I need to have things like this and it's going to turn out like that. And in reality, it almost never actually happens. So mm -hmm. that all that stuff that's trying to um, create it in a certain way, or even to make it turn out in a certain way is actually usually from a place of fear trying to control the future, which is also why it makes manifestation in that case, very difficult, if not impossible. We end up getting the things we don't really want. Yeah. The way, the way that I have heard this and experienced it, honestly, um, is in attaching to outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. Like the goal setting. And so I think this might be a good, a good spot to to open this up too, because, you know, I'm in the financial services industry. You were an attorney for so long, right? Like these are very goal-driven, process-driven 
industries, right? Very masculine in a lot of ways. And we bring, we bring a different femininity to that work just by nature of who we are, but the structures themselves, right. Are very like, have a goal. I know for me, it was like, how many clients are you going to bring in? How much assets under management are you going to bring in this year? You know, what are you going to do each month and where are you going to be? And now we're going to track it. And now we're going to show where we're ahead or behind. And now we're going to cheer on the people who are ahead of their goals. And, you know, and it was like such a stressful environment for me to be in, to try and keep up in that space and to feel consistently like my process of connecting with other humans and like, letting, letting the flow of relationship kind of guide where things went. Like it works, it works for me. And I was feeling like it was wrong Mm. because of the environment that I was in. Um, and so there's that aspect is kind of coming up and then the other, the other space. So I'll let you kind of, uh, take it where you want. The other one that I was, that I was really interested in, um, when you, mentioned in your opening story that you, you know, put on this retreat and no one came. (laughs) Right. So the first, the first time, like I'm trying something new, we're going to go out and and like, no one was there. And so that, you know, if you had attached the outcome to, if, you know, this is successful, then I'll keep going. Right. That can be really disheartening or we can get like, oh, this isn't working. I'm not manifesting. I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not creating the life that I want because this didn't work, but you didn't stop there. So tell, tell me more, tell us more. Well, about the first um, topic that you were mentioning, what was the first thing that you said? Can you just remind me? Oh goodness. Um, Yeah. It was just flowing there for a second. Pause. I know. Uh, there was a, there was an aspect of, you know, being in a very structured environment. Oh. Yes. Thank you. So I think this is really important for us to talk about because what happens with a lot of people is, and I love that you articulated so clearly it worked doing the goals and the goal setting and, and the numbers, but it didn't feel right. So people can go from one extreme of that into another extreme of like, okay, I'm just going to like see what feels good and kind of float on through. And, and then it's like, well, wait, isn't there a middle ground? And, and I really truly know that there is, which is this whole thing about manifestation isn't about getting things. It's actually about your alignment to life on a deeper level or a clarification of that is within each of us. If we find what the real um, inspiration, the real guidance, the real thing that our soul and higher selves and inner being is calling us towards, and then let that golden kernel, let that kernel of inspiration be the thing we move towards, that's where all of the power is in manifestation. So part of the problem with, I need to get 50 clients. And by this date, and they'll all have this many assets and I'll have this much assets under management by the end of 2023. And that stuff is, it's all created from the head. Now there may be a piece in there that for you, Hannah, or this individual advisor, like they are really being called to experience what life is like having a hundred million dollars in assets under management, for example, where another person, it might be to be serving a 
a you know much larger number of professional people who want support in managing their money or there could be thousands of different golden kernels of inspiration because it's unique to the individual when you find that in yourself that is the greatest business strategy that you could ever have and then you go for it then it's this beautiful adventure of creating in your life of okay how do I make a hundred million dollars assets under management happen. And now we're back to my inner guidance because it could be through a podcast. It could be connecting at events where, you know, people of higher net worth are spending time. It could be 50 different things that depending on where you're being guided, now you create, this is what I'm going to try. And the piece with the retreat and that it goes perfectly with this. And I'm so glad you brought that up is because a lot of people stop in both their vision and their goals, and also in learning about manifestation, because it's like, well, I did all the things, you know, I could say at that time, I did all the things. I talked to every woman I could think of. I had already rented the house. I mean, I had the chef ready to go, I everything, and it didn't work. But instead of saying manifestation didn't work, or I don't know how to do this, or I'm not meant to do it, or any of the other stories that I could have told myself, what I did instead was to say, there's something I haven't understood yet about manifesting. What is it? And now the next time I shift it, is it how I'm being? Is it what were my thoughts underneath? Is it, you know, the, the way I was presenting this retreat, it ended up being probably all those things, all of the above. So I'm looking at, so I can grow every time and I'm still doing that. I, I don't have manifestation like down. I don't manif like think about something and manifest it in my life immediately. I'm just way further along the path than I was then. Mm. That is, that is inspiring in a way that I think people like everyone needs to hear, right? Because there is, because you, you were in, um, we'll say your zone of excellence for sure right? Being an attorney and running a law firm and you create a kick-ass law firm, right? Like it was, it was doing well. And so that was excellence for you. And so there's this, when we're stepping into the unknown, right? This, okay, I'm going to sell that. E even though you had started coaching and like, okay, this is going to work. I, you know, I am doing it, but there was, this is another shift, another pivot. Right. Doing retreats for women was a pivot from coaching lawyers on how on on their business, right? Like so, it's like extra pivot. So we we can sometimes when we aren't successful in one area, just expect, right? Or or again, you know, be really hard on ourselves when it doesn't quite work the first yeah. time in some way, shape, or form. So one of the things. Um, for me that I have, that I have also been working on a lot over the last couple of years is that very deep self-love and going into self-trust finally, right? Like from loving myself, I feel like that shift has really happened from self-love to self-trust just mm -hmm. even over the last couple of months has really dropped in in a different way. Um, partly thanks to working with Sloan. Um, so there's a, a shout out for you there yeah. her retreats. Um, and that because the self-trust piece is different than the self-love piece from what I have experienced for me is that it's like, 
no matter what happens, I will have my own back. Even if it doesn't work the first time, I have my own back. And I trust that, you know, something like you're saying, what's the lesson here? Ooh, there was something, something didn't quite work. What's the, what's the lesson that's in it? It's not that I'm bad and wrong. It's that something didn't work and we can explore that and be so kind and gentle and our own biggest cheerleader on the inside. And that's a big piece of being able to get up and try again. And to one of the points you made earlier, I think being able to get up and try again faster, right? It's not almost like, you know, I get knocked down and I get up again, right? Like we're gonna, we're gonna trip, we're gonna fall, you know? And it's like, maybe can we just be a weeble wobble, right? You know, just you pop it down, it's just gonna stand right back up, right? And and so how how much more quickly can we get up when we do experience, you know, a setback or what feels like, like, oh, that didn't work the way I thought it would or hoped it would. And rather than staying, stewing in it, uh, ruminating, that's another, you know, um, I can't really remember the last time I was like ruminating consistently on something for a long time. So that I, but I know I used to a lot, like that would be a pattern, a lot, the rumination. Um, and so letting go of those things also really helps with the self-love aspect. How would mm-hmm. you, how would it you sounds like you've that? had a really beautiful journey of into this deep self-love and trust. And that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it takes, this is the other thing I'll say about that. It's like, I believed in myself. I believed in myself so deeply and, um, people who follow the podcast have definitely heard my story before of, you know, I, I left, I was at a firm for almost 13 years, right? My entire career has been in finance, um, since I graduated college and, so 13 years at one firm before I launched X squared and when things weren't working, this was like 2019, 2020, things were not working at the firm I was at anymore, but I knew, I knew that I was here to help. I knew that I was here to help people with their money in some way, shape or form, right? Like I, I knew that I was in the wheelhouse and I, yeah, I was being told again, like the like I mentioned with the getting clients, getting assets under management, getting, you know, it wasn't happening the same way, right? The techniques, you know, like having bourbon tasting nights and going to racetrack and going like that kind of like, it's not, I don't golf. I mean, you know, I mean, and the guys, they were all guys um, that were the partners. It, it's not that they didn't value me as a human. It's that they didn't understand, right? Like when I was telling them like, that's not working for me. I need to try something else. It it just wasn't, it wasn't congruent. Mm-hmm. And so when that started to be, the messaging started to feel like you're not doing it right. That was where my inner guidance was like, Mm-mm. no, I know that I'm meant to be here. I know I'm meant to be in this space. I know I have a place here in the financial industry to help heal things. And, and yet I didn't quite know how to, love myself and help heal my inner child, right? Mm-hmm. That was in the way, uh, not in the way she was, she was 
terrified at times and then also mute at times. Right. Mm -hmm. So those were kind of the, the swings that my inner child would go through. And over when I launched my firm, I also hired my first business coach at that same time because I was misperfectionist. Like I wanted to do it right the first time, like make as few mistakes as possible. Right. I'll hire someone. They can just tell me how to do it. Um, and thankfully the person that I hired saw, yes, she was extremely smart. Yes. Lots of business strategy, but it was almost immediately moved straight to straight to the heart mm-hmm. and straight into, you know, like developing that self-love muscle and that inner child healing muscle, um, and welcoming her back in to, you know, my own little five-year-old and 10-year-old and 14-year-old and every age along the way that needed that healing. Um, and that, that aspect, you know, I truly, I, I don't believe I could have done that on my own. So having mentorship and having that, you know, some sort of person there that can help guide you through those pieces that you haven't been through yet yourself is really, really powerful. Yes, for sure. That's, you know, an important, hugely important aspect of my life and my journey, which is why even in my story, I mentioned that I was working with mentors to transform my life. And then obviously, you know, my life's work is aimed around helping women who are going through a huge transformation in their lives. And they may be in the middle of it. They may not have started it knowing that they they want to. And I think something that you're touching on and you also brought up about my story is that at these big turns in our lives, we can have inner guidance, but a lot of times it feels like, well, yeah, but I have these circumstances. I have this with my kids, my husband, my money, my, my situation. And I understand that so completely. I had that with my law firm was we generated many millions of dollars in that law firm and I was making a really good living and I had a whole team. And I, at first, when I knew I wanted to shift what I was doing, I couldn't figure out how am I going to go from making all this money and having this business into being a coach that I would had just started the business and like basically starting all over again. And, um, eventually I, there were a series of decisions and everything that I decided to go for it. But the point I'm wanting to share is that it felt really hard and it felt scary. And for a while I couldn't see a path forward. And those are really normal things to be feeling when there's a leap to be made. And you always have what you need inside of you and in immediately available resources to take the next steps on your purpose path. Always. I have never, ever once in myself and all the clients I've worked with over all these years seen something otherwise. And I know this to my core. We always have exactly what we need to move forward when it's in alignment with our purpose and ourselves and our inner guidance. And so then the growth and the journey and everything becomes about getting in touch with the truth of that guidance, even when it feels scary or intimidating or hard or um, like it shouldn't be which is how it appears a lot of times, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's the, the other, Ooh, this, yeah, this is coming up uh, to share um, as well. The other, the other thing that I have experienced a few different times as well is the, what feels like a test, 
right? Like when I've made a decision, I'll go back to December, 2020, when I decided I made the decision, I'm going to create my own firm. I'm not going to link up with someone else. I'm not going to, um, you know, join and try to be a partner someone else, somewhere else. I'm going to start my own firm. And almost that same week, this opportunity came up to, you know, maybe, oh, do financial planning on the side for other firms. Mm. And like, oh, maybe I can hook into this. Oh, she's selling. Oh, maybe I can like work my way into that. And and, like higher guidance, right? She had been very, um, very clear um, up to that point. And I heard that's a distraction. Like as as soon as that opportunity came across my desk, that's a distraction. (laughs) It's like, what? I knew it. (laughs) Wait, no, but it sounds so good. It could be an easy transition. (laughs) It could make things easier, right? Smooth the path. That's a distraction. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the truth, right? I would have, I would have spent time building a business. It was still would have been building a business, right? That was not what I truly knew, what I was being called to create. And so, I mean, there are aspects to me where I, where I wonder, I don't know if everyone has that same, you know, in some way, shape or form, but if that's, that's another space of listening to whatever it is for you, whether that's that like very visceral gut feeling or heart feeling or hearing that's a distraction. Um, as if someone else is standing next to you in a room, that is the intuition piece that's like helping you when we talk about alignment, right? Taking aligned action. If I had gone that other route, that would have been like, you know, here's your aligned path. That's over here. Take, take the aligned path. Hannah, take the aligned path. <laughs> so. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I almost think alignment has got a bad rap. It's like a dirty word now because it's being so misused and abused. And you're right. The alignment comes from following your own inner voice, your inner guidance. And that certainty, that solidity, usually for me, it's um, shorter. It's just some message that's succinct, that's clear versus the mental chatter or the fear, doubt, and worry tends to be on and on and on, or this and that. No, no, no. What about this? And it it can go in circles and any of that stuff that I can just say, that is not actually my inner guidance. That is language and ideas and even feelings trying to keep me safe. So there's a time and a place to pay attention to that. After I figured out what the inner guidance is and the path that I'm going to take. Mm, yes. Yeah. That, that tracks for me as well, that if it's, if it's going on, right. Like your, yeah, your higher self isn't necessarily going to like go on for six minutes uh, in your, in your mind about why you should or should not do a thing. Yes. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. rationalizing. <laughs> Yes. There's no conflicting ideas. Well, this, no, that, well, what about this? All that, that none of that I've ever experienced from my inner guidance. It's just clear, concise, direct, settled, usually inside of me, more quiet, simple. Mm. Well, I think that is a beautiful place to pause. Um, And so people can really like contemplate everything we just talked about, because I think there was a lot there. Um, And 
I want to, I want you to share what's coming up next for you. Like what, what is happening um, in your world and in your life and that you can't wait to share um, with others. I know there's some new stuff coming up and then where can people get a hold of you? I am the most excited about uh, falling in love with yourself mini course that we have in August. We currently have up on the site, a wait list. So anyone who signs up will be the first to be notified when we're opening up the course. And this is 14 days, um, actually 10 days. I just shortened it from what we did before 10 days, 30 minutes a day. And it really is whatever place that you're in, in your relationship with yourself, your self-love, your self-trust, this is going to take it up to like a next planet kind of level in having fun and being soulful and adventurous with a really high quality group of women. The women in my community are awesome, growth-minded, doing great things in the world, women like you. And, um, so this is a really special chance to connect with women like that, who are all together exploring a relationship with themselves and their pleasure and their, um, feeling good and their lives on a whole new level. So I would love to welcome anyone who that resonates with. And as far as keeping in touch, I love to connect with powerful growth-minded women and men. I also love to connect with men, um, especially on social media. Instagram and Facebook are my preferred and my social media is at heart and Sloan with an E. Yeah. So that's heart and S L O A N E. Um, and that will all be in the show notes as well with a link to your website. Um, so people can go sign up for that course and just see more about you. It's beautiful. All of your imagery is beautiful and it just, it evokes the, that feeling good right? Like you can tell that that's, that's something that you have embodied. Um, and in a way that, yes, it's like overflowing. So now I can share it with others. Right. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Hannah, such a pleasure to be here with you today. Yes. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait for the next time we talk. Me too. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to like and subscribe. And again, if anything resonated with you from this episode, I would love to hear from you. Email me at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at expansiveceo.com and tell me about it. And if you're ready for your greatest expansion, you can find ways to work with me at expansiveceo.com and at xsquaredwealthplanning.com. That's X, the numeral two, wealthplanning.com. So until next time, remember that there is enough, you are enough, and your birthright in this lifetime is to be expansive.